Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Run, Thrive, Survive. I am your host, Sierra Carter, and as usual, we are here to run our lives and not let life run us. So today on this Quick Tip Tuesday, we are going to talk about running back-to-back-to-back races, the strategies that go along with it, what the recovery looks like, what the training looks like. And of course, what your mental state should look like. So really quick, I just did the Big Cottonwood uh, Marathon in Salt Lake City, Utah. It was a revel race and it, gosh, I think the decline in the altitude or the elevation was 5,200 feet. And then 30 days later, I did Chicago Marathon and 28 days later, I did New York City Marathons. So I have just completed three marathons in three months. And you can see that's not a whole lot of time to recover. That's a lot of miles. And what did the training look like? So I really love that somebody, actually quite a few of you asked me these questions because I figured like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like that's not really something that comes to mind because I can't say this is something I Googled and I planned out. Well, I planned out the races. I knew I was running these races, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you that I just followed one of those super famous plans on how to run a marathon, how to run three marathons back to back. I will say before we really get into the solid tips, a lot of it was listening to my body and understanding what I have done in the past. This wasn't my first rodeo. It wasn't my first race that I did in Big Cottonwood. New York City was my 15th marathon. So of course, Big Cottonwood was my 13th marathon. And I, I've done this before. I knew the marathon distance pretty well by this point. Now, my first tip I am going to tell you so we can set ourselves up for success when we're running back-to-back-to-back races is choose one, just one, if you have races close together within three months, this is 28 to 30 days, choose one to race. Do not race every single one of them. Choose one to race and the other two run on effort or use them as training runs. Now, for this instance, I actually chose to race Big Cottonwood Canyon. And when it came to Chicago and New York City, I just went off of effort to go run and enjoy them because I was in a new city. It was a world major. The crowds were insane. I didn't want to get caught up in trying to PR and make my best time. So I choose those to have fun in. And Big Cottonwood was my one that I was going to push myself where all my training came into. So with that being said... My training plan was set up to run Big Cottonwood. So whatever training plan you choose, choose it for that race. I chose my training, my 12-week training plan ended on Big Cottonwood Canyon. Now, Big Cottonwood Canyon was a little bit different. It was a little bit of a different race that I wouldn't highly recommend that you do when you're doing back-to-back races because it took me out for a good 15 to 20 days after after that race, I ran it on September 10th. I don't think I started running again until like September 27th and Chicago was on October 9th. So you can see how long it took me to really get my legs back after that race and then turn around and get ready for Chicago. Now here's my second tidbit. When you're doing back-to-back races, unless you're using the second or the third one to run your actual race and the other two were training plans, When you're running back-to-back races, give yourself adequate time to recover and make the training look different in between. I say this with a grain of salt because Chicago to New York from Big Cottonwood to Chicago looked very different. 
It took me, I started running again a week before Chicago Marathon. I did one semi-long run. I wouldn't even consider it a long run. It was only about 15 miles. And that was just once I got my legs back, I wanted to get out there and go just try to get up a good distance and get ready for Chicago. Now, some people will go right back into their long runs. I do not actually recommend that because your body is not going to forget what it's like to run a marathon in 30 days. It's not, trust me. And if anything, your body's like, what the heck were you doing this to me again? What I would do instead is I did a lot of cross training and the cross training I did was I got on the Peloton at least three to four times a week. I actually, I coach at Orange Theory, so I would actually became a power walker or I went on the bike at Orange Theory and I still got high intensity interval training. I still got heart rate based training. I still got all these other forms of training in without using the repetitive motion of running to give my whole body a rest. I also increased resistance training between Big Cottonwood and Chicago. Now, Chicago to New York City looked a little bit different. I was able to turn my running around within within a week. I gave myself a week after Chicago and I started running again. So I had a good like three, two and a half to three weeks before New York City. And with that, I actually never ran another long run. I never went over seven miles before New York City because I knew I had just done Big Cottonwood. I just just did Chicago. Let me give myself a break, but keep my legs moving this time. Now, with that being said, I probably only ran three to four times a week if that, and I did a lot of biking on the Peloton and still biked at Orange Theory or just did the the less miles at Orange Theory with a higher intensity. So in Chicago and New York, I actually focus a little bit more on my effort and not so much the miles I needed to get New York City. And I say this between these two marathons because I've already trained leading up to Big Cottonwood Canyon. That's where I got all my miles. That's where I got in shape. So between Chicago and New York and the Big Cottonwood, between those two months between, that was all about maintenance and recovery. So that kind of brings me on to my third point is recovery. My recovery routine has never been so strict in my life. I kind of, I'm one of those people that kind of slack off on recovery. I slack off on my food and nutrition intake. Between the two marathons, I have never been so strict on it. And this is what my recovery routine looks like. So my recovery is two days after a marathon, I go and get cryotherapy. On top of a massage somewhere like within a week after. And then every single week I tried to go to red light therapy. Now, I personally still think red light therapy helps more with my mood than it does recovery, but it's supposed to help with recovery. And on top of that, every single day I give myself 10 minutes before I go to bed to stretch out and to use the massage gun on my legs. Now, as far as supplements, I'm not a huge person that person that ever pushes supplements. I don't even use gels. So like that's just me. So that's just me. But I have been using um, NAD and glutathione by prescribed by my doctor. So that's actually maintained and prescribed by my doctor. And it, that has helped my body immensely. And he's going to be on here talking about that and what it does for runners. So look out for that episode pretty soon. And on top of that, so the glutathione and the NAD, I've also take collagen every single day. I did a little experiment. I did a couple weeks without collagen and then strictly with collagen. And I'm going to tell you, my joints hurt more when I'm not taking collagen versus when I do regularly take collagen. 
I do it. It might not be a big difference to you, but that's just my take on it. So that is a huge thing that I did every single day. I was very regimented. I don't take protein powders. I don't do all these crazy like meals and crazy sub sub um crazy substances. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want crazy things in my body. All I want is to be strong for the next race and strong enough so I'm not going to get injured. And that's exactly how this worked this time around. Now, on top of it, I will tell you, I am not vegan. I am not vegetarian. I will never, ever, ever tell anybody to be either one of those because I think steak and meat and red meat really play a huge role in strength in runners, strength in resistance training and strength in recovery. And I'm going to tell you right now, I probably eat a steak every single day. It's getting expensive, but you know what? That's okay. It's just the way it goes. Strength and ground beef are my go-to. I would add that in for a very strong recovery as well. I never eat fish. I am not a fish person. So on top of that, The other two races that you are not running, I touched a little bit on it, but I just want to stress more about it. And that is those two races, when you're doing back-to-back races, run for effort. Do not go for time in the cities. And I'm going to give you two reasons. One, because if if you have already ran for time and your body is tired from that marathon that you overstressed yourself on, you're more likely to get injured. And two, if you've ever done a city race, you realize really quickly that your Garmin is not accurate. It is all over the place because the city buildings are getting in the way. Unless you probably have that, like I, that I watch ultra. And if you do, that's great. I don't have it. So I'm never looking at my Garmin during the city races. And three, I really just wanted to enjoy Chicago and New York because sometimes you might only be there once. I got lucky on the New York City lottery and it just felt awesome to cross that finish line and know you just ran around those two cities. Real quick, one thing I did forget on effort, it's always going to feel different based on the races. Really get used to running for effort in your training. Know that there are going to be some days where this effort that you put in the other day is going to feel harder than it ever has been. Chicago, I literally was flying at like a 720 pace and I felt like I was not putting any effort in. In New York City, I was struggling through a 930 pace and I felt like I was over exceeding myself. It really depends on what you did the days before, your nutrition and everything around it. And by, you know, marathon three, I would not push it too hard. So you guys, I really hope this helps. You can always send in questions at my pod inbox and also introducing, I have a new community RTS, the community on Circle SO. The link is in the show notes here. You can join a thriving community of anxious overachievers and runners who want more out of their life, but they also want to be able to, I guess, just they also want to be able to manage their thoughts and emotions. I like to say, make yourself proud of yourself again, because sometimes we get into these overthinking ditches and I want to get us all out of there. So you'll find all more, you'll find way more content over there. All my race tips, all my running tips, and of course, mental health tips that are not only going to help you excel in your running, but also help you excel in your career, your relationships and your life. So you guys check that out in the link below. You can also get like an early access right 
right now before prices go up in the next year when I really, really launch it. So all my listeners really do get that early access because I love you guys and you guys have always supported me. So I want to get make sure that I can give back the most to you. So you guys, that's all I've got for today. Check in on this Thursday. I'm going to, going to do the New York City race recap. And then next week I will do Chicago. And the week after that, we will have our guests back in. We just had to take a quick break. Life got busy, but I've got people coming on. I can't wait. You guys are amazing. Get out there and run your lives before life runs you. Bye guys.